live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harold. live from America, and I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is an honor and a blessing and a pleasure to be here with you guys every single day, so God bless you and thank you. LFA TV is rocking right now, let me tell you, man, Sean Farish, Mike Crispy, Anna Perez, Isabel O'Reilly Moody, Kevin Smith, Ryan Mata, and soon Heather Mullins. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, do we not have the hardest-hitting lineup in TV today? I think we do. And if we can just get a few more on the in-the-field journalists, I think we are going to be absolutely unstoppable. So we'll see where God takes us. But right now, God has brought us to this point from the driveway to the backyard, from the driveway and godless to the backyard and transitioning to being a full-on army, a soldier of God in the armor of God, wearing the armor of God into this beautiful studio. You guys have brought this broadcast from that to this. You are the ones that have funded it. You are the ones that when we were completely cancel cultured, out of existence, you guys said, no, we're going to build a cancer culture-free show, and then we're going to build a cancel culture-free Network And God guided us to where we are today. Some of you asked what happened to, um, oh yeah, and Will Johnson. I'm sorry, Will Johnson as well. Wow, so many people. And Will John, how could I forget Will Johnson? My personal John the Baptist, right? Uh, some people said, why don't we have Man in America anymore? Because we have all live shows now. Um, we were doing some, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Majogo. We were doing some cross-promotion stuff as long as we had openings, but now we have no openings We are truly live from America, every show, live and in person with you, the uh, LFA family. So uh, only up from here, and we thank you guys all very much for what you've done in the last two and a half to three years. Now, one thing that we've been trying to expose for longer than that is Jeffrey Epstein. We've been exposing January 6th. We've been exposing the border. We've been exposing the deep state. But Jeffrey Epstein, ladies and gentlemen, has yet to be exposed 
to the general public. As a matter of fact, we're more interested in going after President Donald Trump for a crime he didn't commit than we are going after Jeffrey Epstein's client list and crimes against humanity that they have been committing for decades. For decades. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want to show you right now is the widow of somebody I never respected and definitely don't respect to this day, even though he is deceased. And that is Cindy McCain. Cindy McCain admitted last week on camera that her husband, John McCain, one of the most powerful senators ever to hold power, they knew all about Jeffrey Epstein, Eli. They knew he was raping kids and and sex trafficking, but nobody had the guts to do anything about it. Cindy McCain said it on live TV. You ready for this? Here we go. In sight, Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing, but we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. You mean like your husband? Your husband was afraid of him? They wouldn't go after him because nobody from any, any point of a power or any legal standpoint could go after him? Your husband, one of the most powerful senators of all time, him and flimsy Lindsey Graham as they were making their tours to Ukraine trying to get World War III started, they didn't have the power to actually, you know, pressure a DA or pressure a uh, attorney general in any way, shape, or form. I would assume that maybe John McCain must be on that list if everybody knew about it. How is she going to sit there today knowing that we're not even doing anything with the Epstein client list? Nobody's being paraded in front of the public. They're more worried about transgendered kids cutting off their breasts and their genitals and getting Donald Trump for a crime they didn't commit. And here we have Cindy McCain, the widow of Senator John McCain, who was one of the most powerful senators of all time, ran for president. And she said, we all knew about it. Well, who's we all? Eli, who's we all? I would assume that we all means everybody in the deep state. Let's play it one more time for the people that are just jumping in, just in case. Go ahead and let's uh, let's roll this beautiful bean footage, shall we? Hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. It hides in plain well, sight. Epstein well, was hiding well. in plain sight. Well, well, well. And by sight. the way, that was C-SPAN. That was C-SPAN. That was on C-SPAN. They intentionally knew and did nothing. So if that doesn't give, I mean, that should give you chills up and down your spine, knowing that, hey, guess what? Donald Trump and we, more importantly, were right once again. And somebody needs to be going after Cindy McCain right now because she just admitted to knowledge and not doing anything about it while holding, a while her husband held a very high prominent uh, senator position for many, 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 many years. Many years. One of the things you're supposed to do as a U.S. senator is, I don't know, protect the United States citizens. Suzanne said this video was released over three years ago and nobody did anything about it. We all knew what he was doing. We all knew what he was doing. Sickening.
absolutely sickening, and somebody should be doing something about it. Folks, this Sunday, now that we have about 3,000 people in here, I'd like to let you know that this Sunday, my wife and I will be doing, again, another family-friendly faith Sunday movie here on LFA TV at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And we will be watching A Case for Christ. We will be watching A Case for Christ. Uh, by the way, that video is not three years old. That video is new. Now, Suzanne's saying there was a video that came out three years ago. That video is new. That video, th- the one that I'm watching right here was posted by Graham Allen on his, on his Instagram but everybody else was posting it that day too. And he said, Cindy McCain just admitted that her and her husband knew Jeffrey Epstein was trafficking and raping children. That was on C-SPAN. And that was three days ago. Three days ago. So yeah, we'll be doing another faith and family friendly movie night uh, Sunday at 4 p.m. called The Case for Christ. We hope you can join in with us. And then after that, we're going to be playing you the science of creationism. So that you can see that science and creationism go hand in hand and live symbiotically with each other. So I hope you guys can join us on Sunday at 4 p.m. for that. Uh, I'd like to do some thank yous right now, if I could, please. Because you guys mean so much to me and this family. Carol Zier, thank you very much for your donation. Diane, now is that David Zier's mom? Is, Is Carol... Carol Zier, are you David Zier's mom? Just want to make sure. Because I want to make sure that I uh, identify you correctly. Uh, Diane Lowe, thank you very much for the chocolate candies, the donation, the tumbler mug. Proverbs 23, 24, that's, my wife is using that right now. Kim Landwer, thank you for the children's Bibles and the letter. Um, Deb Yoakum, thank you for the one-minute prayer for wives, prayers for dads. Gaynell, thank you for the donation. Janelle Mitten, thank you very much for the donation. Jean Havey, thank you very much um, for the donation in the letter. Pretty sure we got last two checks. You were wondering if we got the last two checks, and Sabrina says that we definitely did. So I just wanted to relay that. And thank you to all you monthly donors as well. Um, is that is it Carol Zier? Is it, is it David Zier's mom? Oh, no, Marie is. Okay. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Either way, thank you very much for your donation. Folks, we just hit 3,000 people watching live. If you guys could do me the favor, make sure that your little thumbs up is green. Refresh the video. You'll have to play the video again after you refresh it, but make sure that your, your rumble sticks. Sometimes it does not. As we go to the Lord, please share this video. This is April 10th, year of our Lord, 2022. Going to be an amazing show for you today. Got a lot of news to get through, a lot of breaking news, and a lot of stuff that we've been working on for quite some time that we've got validated now. Because the world is in such a fallen condition, it may seem as if I'm not in control. This is God. But I'm waiting to bring so many sons and daughters to glory. So take heart as you live in this broken world. Your troubles are a part of my majestic master plan, and they are achieving an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Proverbs 3, 5. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Very, very popular Proverbs verse. And then from 2 Corinthians 417, our light 
and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And tonight, before you turn out the light, believe that my purposes are being worked out through your difficulties because they are. Now, one thing that I want to remind you guys is as we see things getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse in this world, that sh you should take comfort in that knowing that we are literally living out the days of revelation and that we are getting closer to Jesus's return. Will it happen in our lifetimes? I don't know. It could happen tomorrow. Could happen tomorrow. But until it does, we have our instructions. And our instructions are to show the world the peace and the joy that we live with every day. And not only that, to spread the gospel. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. And let's get back to the show after. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Folks, I'll tell you what. I feel not only that, uh, that I am reborn, but I feel that this network is reborn and I feel that the world has been reborn after Sunday. And I truly believe that America is, re is experiencing a rebirth in this country right now, a rebirth of our promises and blessings from God, a rebirth of our values, a rebirth of our parenthood, a rebirth of our culture and our society. I believe that things are changing for the better, not for the worse, because more and more people are reaching back and running back to the word of God. Amen. And that's just my personal opinion. Now, Let's get to the first and foremost section. Please, ladies and gentlemen, lift up that Rise Up coffee, whether you've got the dark roast Sumatra Gold or whether you've got the light medium roast uh, American Pecan that's now in decap as well for those who cannot have caffeinated coffee. Let's lift them up high, baby. Let's lift them up high and let's have our first slurp. I want to share Jeremy's Rebirth of America on Facebook. Then go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do that for me. Here we go. The Louisiana, I mean, not Louisiana, excuse me. The Louisville, Kentucky bank shooter has been identified today. He has been identified as Connor Sturgeon. Now, Connor Sturgeon, at first look, looks like a normal, everyday young man. And I'm not saying that he wasn't. I did not know Connor. This is Connor right here on your screen. Connor was the shooter in Louisville, Kentucky. Apparently, he was a disgruntled employee of the bank, what we know so far. And if you look up his LinkedIn profile and his social media, he has he, him pronouns everywhere. Now, I'm not saying that this guy was a transgender or part of the LGBTQ community or anything like that. But what I am telling you is that when these people, these young, these young people have he, him, or she, her, or they, them, or whatever else as pronouns on their social media. There's something wrong there. There's something wrong there. Now, I know some social media sites make you put a pronoun nowadays, especially if you're getting, uh, if you're verified. 
But I, this guy apparently had put he, him on all his social media, um, all his social media profiles. Now, again, that's not the, 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 the travi- the tragedy was the, the people that died and the fact that, uh, you know, five people are, are including him are dead and countless others are injured all because of what, all because of what, like, the, like I, it's very, 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 very hard to not look at the why somebody did this, right? And of course, we're not doing the investigation. Louisville Metro Police Department will do the investigation. FBI will be in there. And I'm sure if there's any kind of manifesto or anything like that or any kind of plans to uh, shoot up this bank or any other places, um, you know, they won't tell us the, the ins and outs of that. But apparently prior to the incident, Sturgeon allegedly did send a text message to a friend expressing suicidal thoughts and the desire to shoot up the bank. And the reason behind the attack is currently unknown. Now there's speculation. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing with a very, very, very serious mental health problem in this country. And you could probably take this back all the way to the 90s when they started. Uh, Jeremy, he live streamed the whole thing. He was working on his PhD. See? So it must, was that on Facebook? Because I haven't seen that yet. And if that was on Facebook, that's probably why. The FBI needs to back off and let the local law enforcement handle the issues at hand. I agree, too, because the FBI getting involved into it, getting involved in it, they take over the whole thing, and then they have a narrative that they push out. Our daughter-in-law, who works at the bank, grabbed a co-worker and ducked into the broom closet. That action saved her life. She's newly married with a son, said Wall 58 Is there any way we can get her on the air? I don't want her to relive any kind of, uh, of craziness, but if she's in a right frame of mind, I would love to get her on the air. The mental health uh, problem in this country started in the 90s, I believe, when they started uh, the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies started working hand in hand with uh, guidance counselors and local pediatricians and started um, started giving all these young kids Ritalin and all these other drugs uh, to to, to suppress their natural uh, pubescent behavior. Oh, they've got they've got uh, uh, attention, ADHD. Get them on Ritalin. No, that's just a youngster moving their mind and their body moving a million miles an hour. We started doing this in the nineties, and then in the in the in the two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, you started seeing all of this transgender crap because of Obama, and that really ramped it up. We've been drugging our children for thirty years. What do you think is going to happen to them when you start drugging them at age 10? Because some doctor somewhere said that they had ADHD, attention deficit disorder, when really, when really they took that away from the kids that actually have the problem and started assigning it to all these kids. And that is why every kids think every child thinks they're a victim of something. Every child thinks that there's something wrong with them. We're on the spectrum. No, you're not. No, you're not. You might be on the rainbow spectrum because you're super gay, but you're not on the spectrum of having some mental disorder, but you think you are because you've been told for the last 30 years that you've got mental issues. Something's wrong with you. And then all of it takes, all it takes is some White House press secretary to dog whistle out there that they're being attacked or that the mental, uh, the, the, the mental stability of these people are being attacked by white Republican Christian people. This isn't something that's been done overnight. This is something that's been going on since the mid-90s. 
You've been drugging children since the mid-90s. Why do you, hey, Eli, why do you think you never see a 60-year-old person shooting up schools? Isn't that weird? Why don't you see a 50, 60, or 70-year-old person shooting up schools? Now, I know that the guy that shot up Las Vegas was probably in his 50s or 60s, but that was a one-off. Look at all of these school shootings. Look at all these random shootings. How come, how come they are never done by people that are later than 40 years old, middle-aged to older people? I'll tell you why. Because these people were saved. They were safe because they didn't get indoctrinated. They didn't get pumped full of medication from the time that they were five until, you know, they blow away an entire bank or a school. It's propaganda mixed with um, flooding people full of drugs, mixed with brainwashing people from a, uh, from a school level. That stuff wasn't going on when you and I were in school. So that's why we're all good. It's so easily identified. I don't understand why people are going, what's really going on in this country? That is what's going on in this country. H. Schwartz says, because us 60-year-olds got our butts smacked if we acted up. That's right. Sometimes the belt built character. C. Ward says, I'm 61. Never had any desire to do that. KC Breeze, 72 vaccines before kids are nine. That's an actual fact. Eli, did you know that? 72 vaccines a child is required to have before they are the age of 10 years old, before they are double digits, Eli. And they started labeling ADHD with anybody, any child who said, uh, oh, look, a squirrel, which is like every child in a pubescent going into adolescent uh, age. And they started giving everybody a pass. Oh, you must not be able to get a job because... This person and that person did this to you. You must not be able to get a proper education because you were oppressed by a white Christian Republican family. Everything is, oh, I I cannot succeed in life because X, Y, and Z. What were you going to say, Eli? Eli said, I wonder why animals don't need to get vaccinated. It seems like they're conditioned for this planet. Well, pets do, Eli. Pets get, you know, pets get some vaccines, you know, to keep them away from wild animal diseases. But I see where you're going with that. Everything that we need to fix our health problems, our mental issues, everything can either be found in the Bible or growing on this planet. And that is why they want to keep you away from uh, the, 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 the healing properties in, in, in the marijuana plant, the THC, the, uh, the CBD oil that comes out of that, hemp. They, they tried to like, like illegalize hemp in places because they don't want you using these man or these uh, God-made plant-based uh, therapeutics and medicines and they want all the money to be fun- funneled to the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, it's so e- Once you start seeing it all, ladies and gentlemen, you go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And by the way, you notice another thing, Eli? Animals that live in the wild, wild don't get cancer. Do you know the animals that get cancer? The ones that live in our homes. I wonder why that is. And then you wonder why we're all getting cancer. I wonder why that is. Everything is to poison you. Everything in this world is to poison you, limit your lifespan, have you pay for it the entire time you're alive, and then you have to pay to die. And then you have to pay to die. 
Yeah, wild animals, exactly. Let me play this video for you. And, I, and my heart breaks for these people. You can see the police chief and everybody. You can see that they don't want to report on this stuff. This sucks. But this was the reporting that came out uh, in case anybody uh, has been didn't watch the morning show or has not seen the news. We are going to go, go straight to the police uh, who are giving a press conference. Uh, Louisville Metro Safe received a report of shots fired and a possible active shooter at 333 East Main Street at the Old National Bank. Within three minutes of being dispatched, officers arrived on scene and encountered the suspect almost immediately still firing gun, gunshots. Officers exchanged gunshots with that suspect and ultimately that suspect did die at the scene. We are trying to confirm if that suspect died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound or was killed by officers at this time. Oop, I had the rhino on there, my bad. <laughs> at least two officers were shot during this exchange of, of gunfire. One is currently in surgery at University of Louisville Hospital. At least four more victims Didn't were mean confirmed to, have the rhino to be deceased there. inside the location, as well as eight that are now currently being treated at the University Hospital. Two are critical, one of those being the officer. We're currently working to identify all of the victims, work with their families for reunification and provide services to the families and the victims. The investigation, I want to re reiterate, is ongoing. This will be a, a long scene. It will take... Uh, pretty much into the night. Um, so I still ask that the public avoid the area. I want to reiterate that there is no active threat. Uh, we believe this is a lone uh, gunman involved in this that did have a connection to the bank. We're trying to establish what that connection was to the business, but it appears he was a previous employee. Um, it is clear from the officer's response that they absolutely saved people's lives. This is a tragic event. Uh, but it was it was the heroic response of officers that made sure that no more people were more seriously injured than what happened. Uh, we will continue to provide updates uh, as soon as possible. We will have another press briefing following this at 3 p.m. today. I will turn it over to Mayor Craig Greenberg at this time. Thank you, Deputy Chief Humphrey. First, I ask that everyone around our city, around the country, around the world, pray with us for those who are currently at UofL Hospital injured, fighting for their lives as a result of another act of gun violence. And I want to thank all of the first responders, the, the brave and heroic men and women of LMPD who thanks to their efforts. So you notice that CNN was actually playing something decent for a change. That's because they are, uh, they're losing people left and right. But you know, that's, it just, you get so caught up and they're always constantly trying to take, you know, our, our, our ability to protect ourselves by taking the guns and everything. It's really, really, really difficult, isn't it? To, to just look at the tragedy for what it is and, and just be sad for the people. Because you know, you know that the left is going to use this as an opportunity to go hard on getting the guns again like they always do. And we have to be the ones, we have to be the ones that are standing in the gap. So it sucks because all I really want to do is cry for these people. I really do. I really do. And I want to thank Jay Wall. Jay Wall, uh, we, respect, we respect the decision uh, 
of your son and daughter-in-law and we just pray for them, okay? Tell them we're very sorry that happened and anytime that they want to tell their story, they're more than welcome to come here. I'm going to ask you guys all to do me a quick favor. Sorry about the rhino. The rhino saved for later. You never know when that pesky rhino is going to pop up. They sneak in all the time and take over. That's what they do all over the place. So uh, uh, I'm going to ask you guys all to do me a big favor. I need you guys, Twitter, Facebook, True Social, Getter, Gab. I need you guys to share to those platforms if you have them. If everybody does it at once, we can see a mass spike in viewership. But the stuff that we're going to show today, uh, folks, and and pretty much every day, we really got to get people to see this now. Speaking of gun-grabbing scumbags, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, should have been born in the Middle East, as much as he seems to hate America. But Bruce, Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen's guitarist, scumbag Stephen Van Zant, calls for a Republican genocide, Eli. Can you imagine that? Saying, exterminate these cockroaches once and for all. Little Steven Zant, East Street Band guitar player and longtime close friend of Bruce Scumbag Springsteen, reportedly posted and then deleted a hate-filled rant on Twitter Sunday on Easter, calling for the genocide of Republicans. Van Zant posted a few hours before taking the stage with Springsteen at UBS Arena in Belmont Park in Long Island, New York, as a two-night stand. Uh, there of an international tour, Van Zant's call for mass murder comes as Springsteen's tour is thematically focused on the mortality of aging rockers like himself. And let me just show you pictures that this scumbag little uh, Steven uh, posted while he was there. Oh, this is him with Jamie Raskin. Look at that with Prison Mike from The Office. Hi, everybody. I'm Prison Mike, and I never got caught. Well, you're in prison, so... That's Jamie Raskin posting, Little Steven, star of the stage and screen, who taught me everything I need to know about wearing fine headdresses to rock the house in Capital City. Thrilled you are here. Yay. Oh, yay. You can tell a lot by a person by who they, uh, who they keep around his company, right? Yeah, they don't look at, they don't look at all uh, unhinged, do they? Like they have TDS. Let's move to this one. Here's the uh, here's a tweet. Outrageous. Doesn't begin to describe the actions of these Republican white supremacist scumbag cowards and pussies that need guns to feel like real men. Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X will unite and exterminate these cockroaches once and for all. Well, uh, I am Gen X. So bring that number one. Jot that down. I'm Gen X. And uh, I'd love to. uh, put the guns down and meet uh, little Stevie Van Zant in a, uh, in a street somewhere in, a, in an alley and fight like real men. I'd like to know when the last time that little pussy, since he likes to use the word, has actually had a real fight. I'd like to know. What a loser. Actually, I think we have the sound bite. Eli, is he a loser? I'm a loser. Yes, he's a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I don't know I who he's thinking. <laughs> I don't know who he thinks he's talking about. Gen X. I don't know who he thinks. He, uh, here is uh, here's uh, him with Jamie Raskin and Robert Costa. Don't boy, they look like real men, don't they? Don't they, Eli? I could fart and blow these people into dust. I could literally fart, and they would blow into dust like when Thanos snapped his fingers on the Avengers, like literally. <laughs> and then here's him with Representative Jay Appel. Oh, look at that strong man who looks like... A, you know what he looks like, Eli? He looks like a 70-year-old gypsy woman. Doesn't he? He looks like a 70-year-old gypsy woman who would read your palms and take your money. What a little scumbag. 
Oh, here's him with uh, Representative Lou. Oh, that. Look at how strong he looks, Eli. Boy. He looks like his bones would break if you hit him with a paper airplane. Yeah, Eli says he looks like your cool aunt that would give you a sip of booze at, at Christmas time. <laughs> wow, Eli, he's going to exterminate everybody. Yep, Gen Y, Gen Z, and apparently Gen X. You know, forget about the millennials. Or I guess is that Gen Z? I don't know. I don't know. Now they got Alpha, and I guess Omega comes next. But I guess Gen Y... Gen Z and Gen X, they're going to exterminate us. Well, I'm Gen X, so bring it. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I never go anywhere without my tack right mini chainsaw. <laughs> you might not be able to have a gun pretty soon, but I'll be able to hock off the limbs of some of these scumbags if they come trying to uh, exterminate the cockroaches. Anyway, folks, we've got Mother's Day. We've got Father's Day both coming up. What better gift to give than the tack right mini chainsaw? It's truly Incredible. They will call it an assault chainsaw, but it's an excellent chainsaw. Definitely an excellent piece of gear for the money. It is $120 or $120 or $130 if you go to TackRightLFATV.com. Free shipping and handling, by the way. My son will be cutting up a whole bunch of leaves that, or a whole bunch of uh, branches that fell this winter during some storms. He'll be using this tomorrow. Hopefully, he doesn't cut himself up, uh, but he'll be using this tomorrow to cut up a whole bunch of uh, branches that fell this winter, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, the ergonomic design, the long-lasting battery, the very, very, very powerful and sharp blade that it has, go to TacRightLFATV.com. Get yours today, TacRightLFATV.com. Protect yourself from uh, the East Street Band. Protect yourself from Bruce, Bruce uh, Scumbag Springsteen and his tiny little guitarist who looks like a gypsy woman that wants to uh, give you a quarter for rubbing her bunion. Uh, <laughs> get your mini chainsaw today, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! All right, moving on. Last week, I reported to you before we closed out the week uh, that there were, we calculated that there were over 50, or excuse me, over 40 feds inside the January 6th crowd inciting a riot. Now, let me ask you this question, Eli. I want you to chime in on this. Please, everybody, share the video. Our goal is to get over 4,000 people. We can't do that without all of you. We need all of you to share, 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 invite people in. Let's get over 4,000. We have 3,800 watching. Eli, the question I pose to you is, if Donald Trump's rhetoric, if Donald Trump's rhetoric on social media and on the microphone even though he said peacefully and patriotically protest, and then he told people to go home and not to do anything else, if his rhetoric can incite a riot that they're trying to uh, indict him for, then how come the actions of 40 feds who literally were breaking windows and trying to push people and, and, and hurt Capitol Police, how come their actions don't call for inciting a riot? Isn't that weird, though? If words can incite a riot, but the actions of undercover feds, 40 of them, which we calculated, then how come that isn't inciting a riot? But here's, here's the news that we're validating. Ready for this? Last week, I reported that we calculated from all the different depositions and all the different uh, uh, admissions in court that there were at least 40 undercover agents in the January 6th crowd. Well, we have a shocking update, ladies and gentlemen. We have a shocking update. The FBI now admits to 40 undercover agents 
infiltrated the crowds on January 6th. Can anybody hashtag FedSurrection? Because we reported that that was our calculation and the FBI absolutely validated it. They absolutely validated it. Each one of these incidents has been confirmed by the far left press or the government in court documents. We currently have no idea how many federal, state, and local government operatives were working undercover on January 6th, but it looks like it looks like it is close to 100 operatives leading the charge on the U.S. Capitol. And now we have this. Recent court documents reveal that the Biden Department of Justice admitted that at least 40 undercover operatives were with the Proud Boys on January 6th. Now, in September of 2022, if we want to go back into a timeline here, let's go back into a timeline. This is the kind of stuff that you guys need to make sure that the general public hears. You're not going to hear this, not even on Fox, folks. Even if they try to give you tired old videos that we've already seen for two years, you're not going to hear that there was 40-plus feds in the public arena. Uh, You're not going to hear it in the public arena that they were there on January 6th. Let's take you back through a timeline. On September 20 of 2022... We learned that the FBI was running operatives inside the Oath Keepers on January 6th. The DOJ sprung this on the Oath Keepers members before their trial in Washington, D.C., before a kangaroo court. On, in November of that same year, 2022, the FBI finally admitted that they had eight, just eight, informants inside the Proud Boys organization. That's what they admitted to in November. And now the DOJ is admitting to 40 government CHS agents that were undercover in Jan- on January 6th, and Proud Boys defendant Dominic Pozzola recently reported this admission in court documents. That's where we were pulling from, and now they've admitted it in the same court. The DOJ now admits that another 40 undercover agents were with the Proud Boys on January 6th. From HSI Homeland Security Investigations, the vast majority of the group was paid by the government as either W-2 employees or CHS. So, following the money, Following the money, we now know that these 40, at least 40, were in there. And I would be willing to bet that if we could identify all 40, which we're going to be able to do, that they were the ones leading the charge. They were the ones breaking the windows. They were the ones kicking in the doors. They were the ones literally assaulting police. They were the ones that were pushing Ashley Babbitt to her death. I would guarantee it. I would guarantee it. Now, another thing that the general public doesn't know is what exactly the federal government is doing to keep these January 6 defendants locked up. Do you guys remember COVID? Remember how Joe Biden just kept extending the COVID emergency? Well, the COVID emergency has given them so much power and money and access to money and power that they would not have outside of that. And one of those is to continue to delay court cases. And if they can justify continuing to delay the court cases of the January 6th defendants, then they can justify denying them bail and in turn justify denying them from getting their story to the world or at least the mainstream media covering it because if these people were allowed to go home, well, then the narrative outside of a gag order, really, the narrative would be not be able to be controlled, but it is very controlled from the D.C. Gulag. So the fake COVID emergency was the one that was allowed, that allowed them to keep the, delaying these cases. But not only that, they are throwing charges 
So many charges that don't apply to these individuals. So many charges at them that they don't have the money nor the time to fight these charges because they keep throwing new charges on them. So they're constantly keeping them stuck in this gulag. They kept them in there under the delay of court cases, which delayed any kind of bail hearing for, for months and months and months, which turned to years and years and years and years. And on top of that, they're throwing everything under the sun at them. And here's the thing. 90% of them still only have public defenders, man. Can you believe that? 90% of the J6 prisoners that are still being, they're locked up or being brought in, they still only have public defenders. So here is what we are recommending, okay? Rightdefense.org, R-I-G-H-T, defense.org. Somebody put that in the chats, okay? Rightdefense.org is helping these January 6th defendants with donations from the public for their legal bills, basically giving them a, an, a, a, an attorney that's actually worth a damn, an attorney that's not working with the federal prosecutors that are keeping them locked up, okay? It is rightdefense.org. Let me say that one more time, rightdefense.org. As I said, a majority, 90% are being represented by court-appointed counsel or public defenders. There's no way that these people's best interest is at heart if you've got attorneys that are working with the prosecutors that are keeping you locked up. Again, this is rightdefense.org. Org, okay? Now, while we're in the business of exposing people, this is what I saved the rhino for. So if we could, we're going to pull the rhino up on the screen. And we are going to go and we are going to talk about this rhino loser right here. Bill Barr, William the Blob Barr, ladies and gentlemen. If there was ever a rhino, he's a rhino. Because former Attorney General Bill Barr tells ABC that Trump should be most concerned about the classified document case out of Mar-a-Lago, saying that he had no claim to those documents, and I think they have some very good evidence there, says rhino scumbag Bill Barr. Let's go ahead and roll the clip. Here we go. So you mentioned the other cases. There's at least three other criminal cases. You have the two brought by the special prosecutor, the case in Georgia, you know, January 6th, classified documents, obstruction of justice. What, what do you think, uh, if you were advising uh, the former president, which obviously you're not, which, which would you be most concerned about? I'd be most concerned about the document case in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, because from what I can see, uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, when, it, when it first came out, a lot of Republicans manned the ramparts and were dumping all over the FBI and the government. Uh, and as the facts have come out, as I suggested when I spoke about it, the FBI was opposed to conducting the search. They weren't involved in launching the search. But also, uh, those steps were taken after a long period, about a year and a half, of trying to get the documents from him. Lies. Which he had no claim Lies. To. He had no claim to those documents, Lies. especially the classified documents. Lies. They belonged to the government. Lies. And uh, so I think he was jerking the government around, and they subpoenaed it. And they tried to jawbone him uh, into delivering the documents. But uh, the government is investigating the extent to which games were played and there was obstruction in keeping the documents from them. 
And I think, think that's a serious uh, potential case. I think they probably have some very good evidence there. Probably have some very good. First of all, the FBI was not trying to get these documents and the government was not trying to get these documents for a year and a half. And that's already been documented, you fat loser. You disgusting, lying, fat piece of crap loser. What a scumbag that fat scumbag is. What? I can't even. There's so many words I want to say right now. He's such a liar. He's lying to the American people. There was no way they were trying to get those documents for a year and a half. They actually told Donald Trump how to secure them best. So they weren't trying to get the documents for a year and a half. Number two, no claim to those documents. He was the president of the freaking United States, you fat scumbag. You unintelligent loser. Anybody in the world knows that the president can declassify anything he so chooses. So let's go ahead real quick. And give Bill the Blob Bar the dumb, dumb award of the day because he just lied straight on TV. They were trying to get those documents for a year and a half. He has no claim to them because he's, you know, there's no claim. He has no legal right to them. Yes, he does. No wonder that you were such a shift head attorney general and you didn't do your job. You don't even know how to do your job. Don't even know how to do your job. Krispy Kreme wannabe. Don't even know how to do your job. We need to clear the air here, ladies and gentlemen. We need to clear the air here real, real quick. We need to take a deep breath. And one way that we can take a deep breath and cure, clear the air is with EnviroCleanse. How do you like that, Eli? Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat it. The EnviroCleanse unit, uh, they put these EnviroCleanse units down in East Palestine, Ohio. They put them in residence in East Palestine, Ohio. They did air tests before and after. And this killed 90% plus of the chemicals and the dangerous chemicals that were in the air in the home of these residents. That's how powerful these things really are. And too bad. It's too bad that we couldn't afford to give every resident there a $700 unit. But it's not $700 if you use the promo code LFA. So just to give you an idea of how strong this thing is, it's absolutely that powerful. But not only that, viruses, anything that causes your allergies to kick up and act up, anybody who's got COPD or uh, uh, any kind of asthma, uh, they'll tell you in the chat how well this works. It is that well. It works that well. And when you see the filter that comes out after you've run it for a month, you're going to be like, oh, my Lanta. The air you breathe in your home can have the greatest impact on your health, which is why you deserve a solution that not only captures but eliminates pollutants from your environment. So if you want an e uh, EnviroCleanse unit, you can either pay outright for it or you can pay payments on it and just go to ekpure.com. Again, ekpure.com. Use the promo code LFA. Now, National divorce. We keep hearing about this national divorce. Do we really want a national divorce? Do you know what a national divorce is? Do you think a national divorce would be a good idea? All good questions. Let's talk about it right now. So this idea about a national divorce is actually happening organically. It's actually not happening strategically. It's actually happening organically because people are sick and tired of living in blue states. Look at Sean Farish. He relocated to a red state. Why? Because he was sick and tired of blue states. So a national divorce, for all those who don't know what this talk is, a national divorce is basically going and living in the state that you identify with as your politics, right? 
So, or, or living in a state socially and culturally that you want to live with. And what's, what would happen is, is that everybody that's worth a damn would leave the blue states, which is what the blue states is raping from, from finances and every other thing under the sun, while at the same time uh, ruining their lives, locking them down, masking them up, taking all their money and giving it to the losers who are freeloading off the system or whatever. So a national divorce, ladies and gentlemen, is already happening organically. But what a national, what some people are pushing for is abandon the blue states that cannot be saved, that have no chance of being saved, and let them die until they start adopting red state values again. Because the people that are fleeing to the red states or that are already in the red states, like places like Florida and Texas, their economies are booming, their jobs are booming, everything is booming. So there's pros and cons to a national divorce, right? So the pro is that you pretty much let the people that want to live and stay in the blue states die out. They'll die out economically, and and you'll force them to admit that the red states are clearly doing better, and the world would be able to see that the red states are clearly doing infinitely better than the blue states. That's the pro, right? The other pro is is you get to live in a state in which you align with that align with your values and everything is just goody, goody, goody. The problem is that the negative thing on that is, though, is that what happens then? We lose the United States of America for how long? Because places like California will never capitulate, right? Maybe they will. I don't know. But you, 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 bet, you definitely use this, you, you, uh, lose the United States of America, and we really are facing an uphill battle to try to get back. What's another negative? Well, the other negative goes to... Electoral college count votes for president. What happens uh, if you go move to all these red states that are already red and then you have no chance of turning the blue states blue, which we definitely need to do. You see what I'm saying? Um, the other thing, though, that there's a positive is so many people left California, then their electoral college count would drop. So there are pros and cons to a national divorce. Here's what, here's what I say about it. Here's what I say. Leave it up. You do what you do. You do what you need to do. I don't think we need to look at this from a national, on a national scale or from a national point of view. I say you do what you need to do as an individual because we do not live in a democracy where mob rules. We live in a constitutional republic. And living in a constitutional republic, by definition, means that all your individual liberties are yours. You, all the way down to you, you are more powerful than the federal government. Basically. Individual liberty. So I would say this. You do you. If you feel like you need to leave this red state or this blue state for whatever reason and flee to a red state, then you do you for your personal reasons. Because nobody knows your family better than you do. Nobody. Let it happen organically. Let it happen organically like the free market is supposed to work in a capitalistic society, in a, new, in, a, in a constitutional republic, right? You do you and let things happen organically because there are too many different, there are too many cons to an actual national um, movement of a national divorce. I just think it would, I think it would hurt us more than it would help us. However, who am I to say, right? So a national divorce is organically happening. It looks like 45% of, new, of uh, Republicans want a national divorce and 37% of the country want a national divorce. That is up extremely high 
from just what it was three or four years ago. So some people can't afford to move. You know, there's a lot of variables here. Um, I think we need to understand that we don't live in a country which, which, which good for this person is good for everybody. It comes down to your individual liberties and your individual home and your individual decisions. So you make that choice what's best for you. That would be my advice. Now, let's go on the road with Ben Berkwoman, Oscar Blue. Ladies and gentlemen, reporting in from the road again. Uh, we're going to go to this video first where Ben shows us 12 more buses of illegals loaded and heading north from Pam- Panama thanks to Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas. Let's hit this uh, video now, exposing more of what's going on. Full to the brim, ladies and gentlemen. 12 more buses. We saw 30 buses on Friday. This is 12 more that they caught. We're at 1,240 rumbles. Can we get to 1,400 rumbles in five more minutes? If you've not rumbled this video, please do so now, okay? And refresh to make sure your rumble has stayed. But it's just sickening. They just go for miles and miles and miles and miles. Now I want to go to this video uh, of Ben Berkwam. Now this, this one really, really, really caught my eye the other day. Check this out. This is really incredible. Cue it. Good morning. You speak English? Yes, I do. Where are you from? I'm from Haiti. Haiti, all right. You're an American? I'm American, yes, sir. But what are you, what are you doing here? This is uh, media. Me, I'm with the uh, media. There is some things that I wouldn't tell you. Yes, sir. That's very important. Yes, sir. Here and the mountains. Yep. From here to there, about five hours. Yep. There is people there that is bad guys. With guns? With guns. Yep. And grenades. Holy. And nice. Okay. Did they rob you? No, they didn't rob me. But there is people here. Yeah. They robbed them. Okay. They robbed them with... With the knives, yeah, they take their money, yeah, they take the uh, jewelries, yeah, and they also take their food. These people they have masks, yeah, these people they have guns, yeah, not small guns, big guns, yeah. I'm talking about guns that military don't even have, huh? Seriously, we're, we're gonna go find them. Guns that the we're military go, we're going don't that way. even have, so what I tell you from here, there's about six hours, okay. They're what not from the plane, they're, they're from the mountains. Did you now? Did you come straight from Haiti, or did you live in Brazil or Chile I first? Lived in Brazil for about eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Why are so many people coming now? Dude, I have no reason to go to the United States. Yeah, where are you going? Listen to me carefully. Yes, sir. I'm going to the United States to look for my daughter. Okay. But I was in Brazil. I was doing good, living good, working and everything. I was yeah. working for a big company. I'm an engineer. Yeah. I'm going to look for my daughter. My wife took my daughter and went to the United States. Wow. So you're going no to get... Reason. I'm going to go look for my daughter and come back. Wow. I have no reason to, to leave in the United States. Holy cow. I was, do, I was good. I was doing good. See? I was working in a big company. The company I was working for is Bramital. Wow. Bramital, the company called. I was working there for eight and a half years. Did anyone tell you when you came this way that it, the journey would be this difficult? No. The United, no, the United Nations, any no, of the... They just they, they just, just said keep come, going. Come, come. Wow. But, but I have a motive. The motive I have the motive I have is my daughter. Wow. But I have no reason to leave Brazil and go to the United States. The government will not do anything for anybody. Yeah. The government is not about the left hand, the right hand. 
the, the straight path. Yeah. That. The government is, is useless. In every country, I said the government is useless. It's up to the people. It's up to the people. You understand me? Amen, brother. It's not about the government, the right side, the left side. Now, Amen. Somebody said, why is he walking if he worked for a big company? Because that's the only way to get here that quick to get his daughter and get out. Otherwise, he'd never be able to. How would he get here? I mean, I guess he could uh, I guess he could fly here. But what's he going to do, fly back with his daughter? He's literally going to get his daughter and bring her back this way that he just came. Physically, bring his daughter back. Ben had a long talk with him. I, I talked with Ben about it. It's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna, we have just a couple more minutes. I'm not going to get to a couple of the stories that I wanted to get to tonight. But uh, let's go to our last sponsor here, which is one of my favorite sponsors. And it changed my life dramatically. And then we'll come back to do the last couple stories here before Will comes on. A wild spin on the original. Made from whole food instead of extracts, one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, certified vegan, vegetarian and USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Complete with prebiotics, probiotics and antioxidants to help boost your immunity. This is real food, not extracts. You don't need to count pills or mix and match anything. Just one scoop in a glass of water, stir and you are done. Now there's no excuse for missing your fruits and veggies. Add Field of Greens to your daily routine for the quick nutrition you've been looking for. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens, 75 pounds lighter. And here's what I always like to accompany Field of Greens with, with this uh, Bible verse, 2 Corinthians 7.1. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. This stuff will, this is, this is miracle food. I'm telling you that right now. Miracle food, ladies and gentlemen. So go to fieldofgreens.com, use promo code LFA and get yourself started today. Get on the, uh, get on the Field of Greens train and enjoy all of the greatness that it brings, okay? All right, moving on. Breaking news, Texas Governor Greg Abbott will pardon Sergeant Daniel Perry. This, I've been waiting to do this. Let's go ahead and cue the drum roll here. Ladies and gentlemen, Governor Texas Governor Greg Abbott gets the Smarty Award of the Day today because he's going to pardon Uber driver and Sergeant Daniel Perry for protecting himself. And Governor Greg Abbott says, look, we cannot stop, we cannot allow these new crazy rules and laws and have these crazy out-of-control justice systems when people are trying to defend themselves. So good for Governor Greg Abbott for doing this. He just released a statement saying that he's recommended Sergeant Daniel Perry be pardoned to the uh, Board of Pardons and Paroles. He also urged them to expedite the review of the case immediately, saying, unlike the president or some other states, the Texas Constitution limits the governor's pardon authority to only act on a recommendation by the Board of Pardons and Parolees. Texas law does allow the governor to request the Board of Pardons and Parolees to determine if a person should be granted a pardon. I have made that request and instructed the board to expedite its review. I look forward to approving the board's pardon recommendations as soon as it hits my desk. uh, Ground laws of self-defense that can be no cannot be nullified by the jury or a progressive district attorney. This is great. I love it. Good job, Governor Greg Abbott. It's about time that somebody finally speaks up. And ladies and gentlemen, to end the day today, hold on. There's nothing better. 
I mean, I don't really condone children saying let's go Brandon because of what it actually means. I don't let my kids say it, but it is nice to see an entire wrestling conference screaming let's go Brandon. I guess the country really is sick and tired of Joe Biden. There you go. Let's go, Brandon. You got Trump just making a huge popular appearance at the UFC, and now you got Stadium screaming, let's go, Brandon, again. Yeah, the guy that's got uh, 81 million votes in six circles. Yeah, okay. Okay. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. I'm already two minutes over on Will's time. So there are right ways. There are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I hope all of you guys can carry over to see Will Johnson's show, Culture Wars. It's literally such a great show. Check it out. God bless you guys. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. Peace out.